0: no matter what you are going through in your life, whether or not it is a rejection from a job interview, whether or not it is someone that says no to you flat out, if it's a proposal, I mean, that hurts. I get it. But ultimately, you got to understand that it will be okay if you understand that you yourself are still a valuable human being. The rejection should never, never define who you are.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. The guest that I have today is a fellow podcaster running an incredible show, founder and host of the Story Box. Now, if you're not familiar with this podcast, you'll definitely want to go and subscribe to this as well. It's a top 15 podcast for 2020. And get this, he is a passionate person, a 24-year-old entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, speaker, writer, who works incredibly hard at being the best. Jay Phantom is an entrepreneur. He also gets to write his first book is going to be coming out soon. His second book is already on the way. And his podcast, the Storybox, has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, New York Weekly, the Los Angeles Wire, NBC, Fox, CBS, Market Watch, amongst other. Now, he has had a chance to interview incredible legends in the field that I know you've heard of. The few such as Tony Robbins, Matthew McConaughey, Tom and Lisa Billiard, John Maxwell, just to name a few. And his key philosophy is always about how to be persistent, to remain consistent at the things you want. And today, we're going to talk about what happens when rejection comes onto your path for the things that you want to achieve in life. How do you best handle this? What are the things that we can learn from Jay's persistence in having all the success he's had already? This is going to be a fantastic episode. Jay, welcome to the
0: show. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. I'm inspired by all the accomplishments you've done already you know, you've had a
1: chance to interview all these people. And I'd love to go to your origin story because I think that's fascinating in itself. I know you've had a background in real estate. You already still work a full-time job in marketing and you run the podcast. So how did the podcast come to be?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a crazy story. So basically in 2019, I was working as a real estate agent Before then, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. I thought filmmaking was going to be my career option and then that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So I got a job in real estate and literally from the word go, I was thrown into the deep end and literally told, you can either sink or swim. My response to it was I sank and sank very, very far. And there was a couple of moments while I was in real estate that I didn't, Know if this was exactly what I wanted to do, but I stuck it out anyway because I thought, you know, it's money. I need the money. Let's do this. Halfway through the year of me being in real estate, I sort of started to find my stride, started getting better and better at it. And then some things happened in my job, which I won't go into that sort of made me question whether or not I should stay there or whether I should leave. And I made the decision okay, I got to leave this job. So I went job hunting, essentially, as you do, and I had all these opportunities present right in front of me. So many doors that I could have walked through, but the one door that I actually needed to walk through, I didn't see yet. So I was going through all these different doors, all these great opportunities to excel in my career, in my life, that any person that is working would exactly want to take. So the first job that I had presented to me was a recruitment officer from a major company here in Sydney, Australia. I went to the group interview, did like there were six other people there. I hate group interviews, absolute nightmare. But I was the one that was just, okay, I'm going to be myself. And I outshone everyone else that was there. They were highly more qualified than what I was. And the lady said to me at the end, she's like, we're going to progress you to the next stage. But it was actually in that interview with the CEO of that company that changed my trajectory of where I wanted to go in my life and actually was a catalyst for me doing what I am doing today. It started with a simple question which is, Jay, why do you want to work here? And I said to him immediately, I was like, I want to help people. And I didn't really understand what that meant right in that moment, but when I went home, I started thinking about where my life had come from to where it is now. I realized I wasn't happy, I wasn't satisfied, and I wasn't going to be happy or satisfied until I started living out my purpose, which is to help people, to serve people that are struggling, that need advice. Of all the things that I have been through, I can share as a way of helping those people that don't know their own purpose, that don't know exactly where they need to go. There's a lot of questions that we have in society, and We all want to find the answers to them. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what if I started my own show and I ask people questions that not many people actually ask them and I unbox the stories that we all need really to hear, like they're all there. So each and every one of us, I realized, we all have a story to share and the interesting thing is most of us are afraid to share it There's a lot of fear associated with that. So I wanted to create a platform that is safe for people to come on, to share their story, to have great conversations with people. And it literally started from me asking my friends and family, hey, do you want to come on the show? I'm going to interview you. I was an absolute novice. I had no idea what the heck I was doing, but I soon found my stride, man, and it took months of just non-stop persistence. So many people said no to me at the beginning and I have quite a few stories that I can share with people but that's really how the story box came to be and it wouldn't be where it is today and to the extent that it is today if I had have given up and there were moments when I, to be honest with you, I thought about it, <laughs> I thought about it a lot, so
1: that's incredible because now the Storybox is such a huge podcast. It's such a great thing that you've done. And I want to go deeper into that specific topic because you went through that journey and as you've already hinted, you've had a lot of no's. And as we go into any kind of journey, I think that no is definitely inevitable, but it seems like some of us are able to kind of bounce back from that, or at least not be so personally affected when a rejection comes our way. And so what have you noticed yourself in the way that rejection was being handled? And is there something that we can pick up as a clue that allowed you to bounce back so quick?
0: Well, I think the first thing to understand is that we all face rejection on any given day. Like different levels right so some of us might experience a greater level of rejection like someone that's in iron business financially I experienced for example a massive deal that went through because someone just decided to say no to me and that was a big financial burden on me and what that made me feel and I think this is important to for people to get is that in that moment you feel, so low, you feel absolutely worthless. But what you've got to understand is, and what's helped me, is don't beat yourself up constantly. What I tell people all the time is, it is okay to be nice to yourself. The thing that I say to people as well is you have to persistently tell yourself that it is okay to be nice to yourself. You've got to be kind. Otherwise, you're going to fall flat on your face and you don't know how to get up. You don't know how to move forward. You don't know how to progress. And the main thing for me is how I've been able to handle all the rejection is because I go back to my mission and my vision for my life. That is the core. That is the essence. And when you go back to that of understanding why do I want to continue doing this? Why do I want to continue moving forward? That is the most important aspect for a person. Like purpose, for example, when someone gets handed a no, they get, where do I want to go from here? I've got a no in front of me. How do I handle this? Oftentimes, people associate the no with not being worthy enough of this person's time or not being worthy enough of this sale. And I think that is the wrong mindset to have. So for those people that are listening, the best thing for me that I've realized, and I face no's every single day. Some of them are 30, 40 no's in an email. Don't take it personally. It's not going to stop your life at all. Rejection is there to help you move forward. Rejection is there to enhance your resilience, I guess you could say as well. Because rejection is never going to go away. We just learn to appreciate. I learn to appreciate The fact that it is there because it is going to help me constantly move forward. And that's the level of persistence that I have will dictate exactly where I go and whether or not I will give up because I get a rejection email or what have you, if that all made sense for people.
1: No, it definitely does. And what I picked up from that is definitely like, once you have an idea as to why you're even doing this task, that would demand many rejections. It gives you a lot more fuel to be able to bounce back and not take it personally. I can't help but think of one of my first sales interaction jobs where I actually was on the phone and I was booking appointments for realtors. I remember the person was saying, don't worry, these are warm leads. And then they're saying, you're just going to get on a call. You're going to follow a script and it's going to go beautifully. And I was so nervous to pick up the phone. I'm in my late teens, maybe early twenties, probably around 19 years old. I pick up the phone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call this first one. I picked up, I dialed the number. And then the script was just to say, hi, my name is Jason from ABC real estate. And I, received your request for a list of hot properties. And I wanted to let you know that you'll be receiving it by email in the next 24 hours. That script is like jammed in my head now. And then the person just went like, okay, thanks. Bye. And hung up on me. And I remember the anxiety. I think I turned like plum, purple, red in color. And my boss at that exact moment walked in, looked at me. And apparently I looked like I had seen a ghost. I had cold sweats. I was like, I was freaking out. And I had like this huge emotional surge from getting that rejection that didn't go as I was expecting. Now, is this a necessary experience that people go through when you start getting rejected? Because I feel like once I went through that, then everything else, then I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I mean, it was bad in the moment, but it's almost like I needed to emotionally train myself for rejection. So do you feel like this is a curve that we all need to go through? Or did I just start from a very low
0: point here? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it is a definite place where a lot of people need to start because I started there. For example, the job interviews that I did go to, the ones that said no to me, I actually had a couple call me up and say to me, you're not the right person for me. And I would say, or even in the job interview, right, I'd have them directly say to me, you're not the right person. Or I'd stuff up in my speech and I'd feel like, oh, no, And I have a red face, man, so I know people automatically think I'm nervous or I'll start sweating. And I've been in those moments, but I want people to understand that no matter what you're going through in your life, whether or not it is a rejection from a job interview, whether or not it is someone that says no to you flat out, if it's a proposal, I mean, that hurts. I get it. But ultimately, you got to understand that it will be okay if you understand that you yourself are still a valuable human being. The rejection should never, never define who you are. Regardless of the outcome, whether or not you have a genuine reaction to feeling the no, and that's okay, it will always lead you to a better place. That's what I believe and that's what I have noticed. It's all about time and if you feel like uh I'm putting so much pressure on myself because I get handled this constant rejection daily like nothing seems to be moving at all I say to people all the time persistently practice patience with prayer and perseverance and you will get through trust me I'm someone that I want to give up every single day the moment I get a rejection emails but what keeps me going once again going back to that vision and that mission that i have for not only what i want to do with the story box but for my life hey everybody
1: that listens to superhumans at work know that all of these episodes are recorded with a live studio audience Mind Valley members get a chance to join these sessions with the author themselves while we record these sessions and at the end of every show they actually get to participate in a q and a session as well If ever you're interested in joining Mindvalley All Access and become a member yourself, you'll get access to all the incredible courses from Mindvalley and so much more to be involved with Superhumans at Work, the Mindvalley podcast, and all the other incredible features when you become a member. We are disrupting the way that education works for the 21st century and we want you to be a part of it. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman so you can learn more about this incredible offer which will cost you less than two dollars a day. That's mindvalley.com forward slash
0: S-U-P-E-R-H-U-M-A-N. You want me to say the phrase again? It's, persistently practice prayer with patience and perseverance and you will get through. The five P's, I call them. There's actually ten of them, but I've said the five main P's to help improve your life or help you overcome rejection. Now, there's also another method that I will give people that has helped me, and it's called the CAP method. So, C stands for choice, A stands for acceptance, and P stands for persistence. And that leads into be persistent, remain consistent of the things that you want. So, if you want to remain stuck and feel absolutely horrible because you've faced a no, and that's painful, and that leads you to not wanting to move forward, then you've made that choice. It's no one else's choice. Just because someone has said no to you doesn't mean that they are controlling you. You control the outcome, not them. They may have said no to you but I always say because someone has said no, you've got to turn it into a not now. All of my interviews, all of the people that have actually said no to me at the very start, I have actually been able to get them on the show later on. So If I had given up, I never would have had the opportunity of speaking to them. Tony Robbins is a great example of that. Matthew McConaughey, another great example. So all these people that originally said no, if I made the choice, okay, they've said no, I'm no longer going to even try now, then I've chosen to accept that reality for being the case and I'm persistently being stuck and I'm not going to move forward. But what if we reverse engineered it? What if we did the complete opposite of that? And we said, okay, I'm going to make the choice today to accept the fact that I can move forward. Here's how I can move forward. It is going to be ultimately okay, and here's why. And I'm not going to give up. I am persistently going to move forward at all the things that I want. So if I really want to succeed in life, if I really want to move forward from the rejection, then I am going to make that choice. It is a choice daily. It is not a one-off thing. It is every single day that you wake up in the morning, you have to make the choice to accept that your current reality right now is that I want to move forward. And you're going to persistently practice every single day with prayer, patience, and perseverance, and you will get through. I guarantee you.
1: That's incredible, Jay. And you know what's funny is I just watched that film documentary story about Ray Kroc and the way that he created the McDonald's brand and you see that he's also a big person talking about persistence but what I like about you is you're coming from an idea of much serving. What I didn't like about that film is you could see that his persistence came from a very much lacking like an obsession to feel like I want to be enough by making more money. In your case, you talk about how you're very anchored to a mission and a purpose which is about serving and helping people which I feel can be sometimes of a trap like if you're very persistent yet obsessed by something that's kind of like a trauma or something that's very negative, then it can make you persistent in doing a lot of wrong things. And so I love the model. We got the cat, we have all the peas. I wanted to ask you a question that came up as you were sharing, because I feel like your ability to handle rejection is a very valuable skill. And I'd be wondering how much has that translated in your life when it comes to being able to say no to things that come towards you? Because I feel like those are very much connected.
0: Oh, that is a great question. (laughs) So for me, I hate saying no. It is one of my pet peeves. So I hate disappointing people because I get, believe it or not, man, I get pitched on a daily basis, people that want to come on the show and I want to give them the time or day. But I need to understand I'm only one person. It is just me. There's no one else, believe it or not. I do all the work. I work full time. I have to put things into perspective for me and my life. And I say, okay, as much as I would love to have you on the show, always remember this as well. Be kind because kindness goes around, man. So don't be so negative or unkind in your speech, even if it's in an email. So if someone is, I get the funny rejection emails that I get, man. They're all like the best one that I got was please stop. And I'm like, damn. That hit right to the core. He's telling me to actually stop trying to get him on the show, and I'm trying to serve him. (laughs) Like, so for me, whenever I'm saying no to somebody, I don't outright say no. No, not even going to bother. I reword it. I say, as much as I would love to have you on, unfortunately, I am not able to at this present point in time. And that's giving people, okay. Maybe later on down the line, I can reach out to them. So it's giving them an opportunity. It's not deflating them, not making them feel like they're not worth my time because they are. I just don't have the time right now. So I think a lot of people, they just, they say no. I think your speech patterns are the most important thing when helping someone else, if that makes sense at all.
1: Totally does make sense, Jay. And I face that as well. And I feel like I'm in the same position where it's like to say no feels like I'm hurting someone else. But then at the same time, it seems like once you have that mission that's so clear, you need to prioritize your time. We're all limited in time. And for you, I'm sure you're getting those thousands of requests. So you need to be able to be clear on the mission you want to bring and why your time needs to be prioritized for certain things over others. And saying no is such a critical skill for that. I love this idea of making sure that you stay being kind in the process. I wanted to ask one more question when it comes to rejection, which is, you know, we talk about having that clarity of mission. We know that persistence is a key thing that we want to work through. And as we go through this rejection, you can still bounce back on your feet. Have you ever had a moment that a rejection, you should stop persisting? Like you had this person say, please stop. Is there a moment that you feel like you need to start focusing somewhere else?
0: Yes. That person that said, please stop. That was about, I think, five, six months ago. So I'm still trying to get this person on the show. I just came up with some creative ways to try and get the person on the show. I waited. I waited. And I was just being patient, minding my time. I didn't hound the person either. Once he said, please stop, then I was like, okay, I need to wait a little bit before I start emailing them again. And I waited a couple of months. So that gives him enough time to sort of, I wouldn't say forget because I don't think they ever forget because I'm rather persistent. (laughs) But it just gave him enough time to sort of rethink. And the show had grown a little bit more. So it was more enticing to him now. Then I decided to reach out again. So let's just say it happened in September. I waited until January early February to reach out again. And then my angle now had changed. I made sure that there was more information in there. I worked my absolute butt off in the meantime to keep building the show. And like I keep saying, it probably wasn't the right time for him. He probably was having a bad day. Sometimes you just never actually know what a person is going through. And that's the point of just being kind anyway. Some people are unkind, but I will forever be kind to people. doesn't matter if I don't have the right amount of time. I will always try and make as much time as I can because, like for me, I want to value them. not just me, but I want to let them know this is the kind of person that I am. I'm authentically Jay. And what does that look like? He's kind. He doesn't say things that make me feel like I'm less than a human being. Because I know for a fact how that feels. So why would I do it to somebody else? And sadly, and unfortunately, I get it all the time. You know, people think they're all time poor. We've all got time. It's just, okay, how long does it take me to respond to an email? Two, three minutes, not even. And if you're responding in a negative way to that person, imagine how they're going to feel when they read it. Because what our brain is so good at doing Jason, and for everyone listening, is we create what we're thinking up here, we put the voice on. And if that language in the email is negative language, is bad, then we're imagining and we're thinking that it's all bad. So it's just going to do more damage to our mind and our heart, and it's not going to make us feel any better. So that's the point of being kind and why I do it all the time. And you know what? I still haven't gotten this person on the show, but I'm not going to give up. And I just find I'm patient. I find different creative ways of asking, (laughs) really.
1: Different angles go back to it. I really love it. And it makes me think, I forget where I read this quote, but for most people in sales don't realize that it takes at least four follow-ups for most sales to happen. Yet most people give up in three. And so your idea of persistence is so key as a message. I wanted to actually ask you one more thing, which is, are there any ideas for anybody who's listening? Like for you, you have this task where you actively reach out to people, which kind of puts you in a position to face rejection a lot. You're taking risks. You're reaching out to bigger people. Are there ways that you suggest for people who might want to nurture themselves as a skill? Like they want to become better at being persistent, not being deflated as much when rejection comes. Are there ways to practice Rejection, or at least a way to build up that as a skill so it doesn't sting as much and you can just bounce back on your feet much quicker?
0: It all depends, I think, on where that person is at in life and what they actually want to do. If they want to start their own business, but they're not sure exactly right now if it's the right decision to make, then I would say just start. And if you start facing rejection, because you never know exactly where it's going to go. For me, I had a vision of what I wanted but I didn't actually foresee any of the steps that lead up to where I am today. It's been a crazy roller coaster ride, and I wouldn't change it at all. So I would say to someone right now, just give it a go, whatever it is. If you want to put yourself in that position to fail, fail well. Fail hard. Failure is not a bad thing. People associate it as such a bad thing, but it's not because it builds you up. It builds resilience once again. That's exactly what rejection does. It's helped me on many occasions. And I always say to people, what would you rather, sink or swim? Most people would say, I want to swim because swimming is great. Swimming is successful. But really, when I say this to people, okay, when you first start out in life as a baby and you're learning how to swim, do you automatically know how to swim? No. People start sinking straight away. They sink to the bottom unless they've got floaties on them. (laughs) <laughs> but for the most part, the sinking part is going to make you want to swim even more. Each time you climb and climb and climb or try and, you know, doggy paddle or whatever you want to do, that is going to build the muscles whether or not it is in your physical state, mental state or spiritual state. So, once again, just give it a go and if it doesn't go exactly how you plan it, that's still okay. I always say this as well, Jason, real quick that wherever you are right now, that is exactly where you need to be. It might not exactly be where you want it to be, but it is exactly where you need to be. And trust me when I say this, I have realized that to be more true on a daily basis than I ever, ever knew before when I first started out.
1: Jay. Thank you so much for your time. This was an incredible conversation. For everybody who tuned in, we really went into the aspects of handling rejections. You've heard Jay's story. It's an incredible growth story. How he went out and started the podcast. And being in this industry, you get to have a lot of no's come your way. But what I love the most is his mantra here with the P is persistently practice prayer with patience and perseverance, and you will get there. This perseverance, this has been the key to allow you to actually handle rejection. And I love that if you have that mission and you have have that vision, that purpose as to why you want to persist is going to be what gets you to bounce back on your feet very quickly. It will always sting. There's always something that can happen. And then when you have to say no to other people, realize that it might be something that you don't want to disappoint others. But again, that mission makes it so that you need to protect your time, but you can always do everything with kindness. If kindness is an anchor to your actions, then you can see that you're always going to be building bridges, not burning them down. And every rejection that comes your way is maybe not a no, it's a not now. And yet, if you want to reach out in different ways, you can see that you can get creative as well. But I think this persistence is really, again, the key for handling rejection is realizing it's not personal. It's a not now. Other people have things going on. And now you just need to be sure that you know what you want and then you persistently go and get it. And rejections is just going to be a natural part of the process. Storybox podcast, make sure you go and subscribe that. We're going to have a link in the show notes. And Jay Phantom, thank you again for coming on the show. This was an incredible conversation. All the best to you. You're doing incredible. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure, man. I will say in closing, remember life is ultimately about the relationships that you establish with people and what kept the Jay Shettys, the Tony Robbins, the Jack Canfields, for example, all these amazing people that we look up to and we heard about their story, what kept them going? And ultimately, they say persistence. You look at it, it's persistence all the time. So don't give up, keep going, and I hope to see you guys all at the top.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much and stay superhuman, everybody.